Hi guys, welcome to the first long distance episode of the Vulnerable Podcast. If the audio is terrible, just know that I'm in Puerto Rico and Daniela is in Ottawa, Canada. So we did have to film this through Skype, but um, I'm Anastasia Gabriel Flores and today I'm going to be interviewing Daniela Figueroa and she is studying international development and global globalization at the University of Ottawa. She's a first-generation Canadian with a Latin American background, and she really just wanted to share and give advice to anyone that's ever experienced, you know, racist comments or stereotyping from peers, and just how she's learned to address these issues in her day-to-day life. So, hi, Daniela. Hi. So, yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. So I was born in Regina, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I currently live in Ottawa, Ontario. But growing up in a very rural neighborhood, it was interesting because I didn't really feel any different. Mm-hmm. I was growing up when I was young. When I entered like kindergarten and everything, it felt like I guess for children a lot of the time, like mm-hmm. you don't really see race or ethnicity. Like, right, exactly. Which is interesting growing up as it becomes like apparent to us. Uh-huh. because of everything so yeah growing up there like I had no issues I didn't really feel any different mm-hmm. than anyone else but then I came to Ottawa and for me it started really in middle school mm-hmm. even though like when I was younger my parents actually happened to cut like I hadn't seen Dora yet and neither had my parents mm-hmm. they actually like cut my hair like Dora like I have a photo <laughs> where I have like the bangs and, uh-huh. like the kind of bob and everything and like my neighbor had pointed it out to me that yeah oh like like kind of like the Dora haircut but like we didn't know yeah but then like after eighth grade when I was like starting to be called Dora all the time then I went into high school and even like my friends who like aren't my friends now (laughs) they used to call me Mexico and they used to ask me do you speak Mexican Mm -hmm. and like they would tell me that oh like my favorite food must be tacos (laughs) it's just like yeah for me now like I couldn't imagine like someone close to me saying that to me yeah something so offensive in that way um and I don't think like they would be caught saying that now Mm -hmm. yeah I don't maybe it's just this the way like or where I'm growing up that it seems that Mm -hmm. society's maybe transitioned but yeah how did you so I forget were you in high school around that time or were you still in junior high so at that point, I had gone into high school. So for us, middle school is like 7th, 8th grade. Uh-huh. And then 9th grade until 12th grade. So okay. like you graduate, that's yeah. high school. Okay. So yeah, I, that was like my high school, more or less. And did anyone kind of, like, do you think you had a, somewhat of a support system then? Or how did you maybe get through those comments, you know? Honestly, I just have, like, a very strong mother mm-hmm. <laughs> who just told me, like, you know, just keep, like, I guess, push it. like, don't accept it. Uh-huh. Don't normalize it in that way. It should be, like, tell them no. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not Mexican. Yeah. I speak Spanish. What you're saying is racist. Mm-hmm. And it's not okay. Yeah. So I, I just kept going. It would really get to me sometimes because it's, like, these were two white women mm-hmm. telling this to me. Yeah. <laughs> with... And they would laugh, so they thought it was funny, and it was okay. And like you said, right, that just, like, it shows to me, like, the way people have also raised their kids in that way. Mm -hmm. Like, that people people do think it's okay to say those things, and it's it's not. And it can be hard, too. Yeah, really, it's just my mom. Right, because, like, in high school for me, um, 
when I was getting bullied and stuff, I would, like, go to the principal that was just, you know, I could push it aside sometimes, and then when I would go to the principal, she would even not do anything because um, the family of the person that bullied me was, like, well-known and stuff. So for you, like, did you maybe try to, like, you know, I guess I'm trying to give advice for, like, anyone listening or, you know, younger women that maybe... Like, yeah, well, yeah, I haven't had any, like, for example, when I was bullied in elementary school, I didn't have, have like, um, necessarily a good experience when I, I went to, yeah, like, a figure of authority, like yourself, mm-hmm. that you talked about just now, like, the principal. My mom had done that when I, like, when I had just moved here and I was getting bullied, she mm-hmm. went to, like, the principal, who at the time, for some reason, happened to be, like, teaching one of my classes, mm-hmm. I think, because we didn't have a teacher for it or something, um, and, yeah, and then I... So without my mom knowing that, like, the next day or something in class, she made me go up in front of the class and point out who, like, I was feeling uh, kind of, like, bullied by. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, I was eight years old, and then my mom found out about that and was just so upset. So, yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes maybe it's better to try and handle it yourself uh-huh. in that way. It also yeah. builds character a lot, because mm-hmm. at one point I had to tell the bully off, because, like, yeah. That really is no one true. else is going to do anything about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, my, like, again, my, my mom was my support system through that. Like, she she made me rehearse with her what I was going to say. Because <laughs> it was more, like, verbal bullying mm-hmm. in that way. It's like, so important. to do. <laughs> yeah, it's so important, too, to have that support system, you know, to help you get through yeah, that. Yeah, so that's, like, I think that would be my advice in that way to find someone yeah that'll support you through it Mm -hmm. and like guide you on how to handle something and even now that you're in university do you still um see that sort of thing or do you feel like once you know people are older and more mature it's I guess in our generation now do you think things are better and they've progressed or well for me Mm-hmm. I found my experience got a lot better when I went to university. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I really realized, like, oh, wow, like, this isn't normal. Like, not every, you know what I mean? It's not something that goes on everywhere. It's mm-hmm. not okay for people to say those things. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's just, like, that. those racialized comments. Like, I, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe it's the people I'm around in that way because my degree is really centered around kind of like being inclusive and about equality and right. gender equality and mm-hmm. yeah like I think maybe just because I study international development maybe it's like my peers that mm-hmm. I'm around that have similar values to, like to mine compared to like maybe the people I was around in high school yeah but I would also hope that maybe society has progressed in some way. Um, but like even now, I, I have experienced race, like racist comments towards me. There was it's funny because there was someone last semester that I come because I had really long hair for quite a while. It's also like a Latin stereotype I find. But it's funny the moment you cut your hair, it's like Dora. Like that's Dora. I know. It's <laughs> like is that the it, only but... Latina y'all know? Is Dora? <laughs> Like, I, that's the thing. Like, that's the figure or, like, the person that they, like, relate us to. Right. And I, I don't know. You know, it, it's sad to say that, like, I, I would hope so. I've met, like, amazing people in university. And I've, I think that's really helped me, like, surround myself with, like, people who 
who have the same goals and ambitions as I do and values, of course, which is really helpful. Right. Um, but yeah, the being called Dora this year, which I'm in my fourth year now, so I had mm. like I had three years before this, which it was fine, like didn't experience any racist comments or anything. And then this year, the moment I cut my hair short, it mm-hmm. just and it's funny because this time it wasn't a white woman; it was someone that was black. It was like okay, like you know, we need to help each other. We can't be like saying things like, I mean, we're all my like we're we're minority populations. <laughs> what advice would you give to anyone who maybe would have gone through your situation? I'm sure many have um, that maybe don't have a support system and don't have a principal to go to. How do you think you got through everything? You said you kind of went through it mentally and overcame that within yourself, right? Yeah, so for me, I try and, like, I, I've i always really embraced my culture, and I'm proud of it. I've, like, always wanted to know more about my culture. I, I've gone to Chile quite a few times, and, like, I'm proud of it. And I think you should be proud of being Latin. Like, yeah. that's your history, and that's your culture, and it makes up part of your identity. Um, so for me, I... I don't. I, f- I found power through that. I think just by like embracing my like part of my identity in that way, but also just not accepting those things because they're not right. Like, so if you feel that someone's saying something that's racist towards you, you t- you should call them out on it. So speak up because for the yourself. More you like, yeah, speak up for yourself in that mm-hmm. way. I think the more you address it, the more like you. I guess it's kind of shaming people in a way. Like you need to shame people of their comments in that way. Right, especially in a large setting, you know? You know when you speak out in a large setting and then people are all suddenly like, oh, you know? <laughs> it's like yeah. kind of good. and then Oh, yeah, like that's the thing. Make a scene, make a scene. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know, because it's not okay. And the thing that like we're literally in 2020 and people are still... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Not okay. Like, mm-hmm. you have to, like, make people realize what they're saying is wrong mm-hmm. and that, like, it, it really can't be, like, it shouldn't be said. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like, I guess, as you said, like, really standing up for yourself mm-hmm. and speaking up is just, like, the key right. to, like, fighting this, like, constant battle against, like, racial discrimination and, like, the comments associated and stereotypes associated yeah. with that. And I guess just, you know, looking um, up to artists or, you know, anyone, um that can kind of be a role model for you i really like all of the things that have come out more recently i found whether it be like through netflix like really media forms mm-hmm. media platforms so like for example like i love jane the virgin like i uh-huh. love that oh, show. i've seen it it's on netflix yeah like yeah. i find that show great i love that it's and even like what else can i think of even like orange is the new black like there's so many characters right. in there that are like from latin backgrounds diverse, i think that's diverse. so important and i haven't seen that really up until like within the last day of course um maybe it's also because i've grown up like a bit more right so i've like <laughs> been exposed to more things like right. that because you know like i'm not going to be watching orange is the new black when i'm like five years old <laughs> <laughs> that would be you interesting so, yeah but i think that's i think that's one way like to find strength in something and mm-hmm. like be proud of your identity it's like to support make, things like that yeah make your own support system and um, stand up for yourself and I think that's all we really can do I mean inform one person at a time and take it day by day and once you really build that character for yourself and have that strong head on your shoulders you'll 
like understand that nothing can kind of get in your way you know when it comes to like anything you kind of build yourself up and like you build like your own strength yeah in that to where it becomes like not even about racism anymore it could be like literally anyone commenting anything at you and you're like no worries i got this like (laughs) i was built for this so i think it can really make us all empowered in a sense um I know it's made me, I guess, stronger over the years, which is good, even though at the time you look back when you're younger and you're like, oh, you know, those girls don't have to go through it or whatever the case may be. But Oh, my God. I always wanted blue eyes and, like, blonde hair. <laughs> and then, like, I feel like finally once I, like, got into high school and stuff, I kept, like, I was like, no, like, this is cool. There's, like, I'm Literally. <laughs> there's, like, a I pivotal mode. <laughs> I know. There's, like, a pivotal point when you start to love everything that you once hated about yourself. Like, with my hair, literally, I think it was my sophomore year of high school, I stopped straightening my hair. Keep in mind, I've, like, I, <laughs> I didn't even straighten them. I got bangs, and they're, like, all shriveled. I <laughs> love it, though. I love the way it curls. Oh. But, I wish uh, I had, like, more curl in my hair. I don't have as much. My mom uh-huh. gets quite a bit of, like, curl, but I just don't. I think right. my dad probably, like... His jeans took that out. No, that's literally where I got uh, my curls from, my dad. But, (laughs) whew, I would get picked on him so much. And so I'd straighten the heck out of my hair. And now that I look back at it, I'm like, oh, why did you do that? You had, like, beautiful hair. And I guess my sophomore year of high school, I found to really love it. And, you know, it's like, it's okay to stick out sometimes, even if not everyone has to look like you or you know, finding that representation through TV shows or whatever you kind of need to make yourself, I guess, feel good. But yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just like that one moment when we're like, okay, we're good with our like raccoon eyes. My mom calls them that. Yeah. <laughs> our, our big brown eyes and our dark features. But yeah. And I think like, even though it sounds like cliche at the end of it, like you're really not alone in your experiences. You mm-hmm. might feel like it. However, it's quite common for things like that to go on you know even with this experience and it all just like going into fruition at the end of us being like we can kind of take on anything now because we went through all this that's the thing yeah like it really gives you like a sense of power like no other Mm -hmm. in that way like internally like self-love too Mm -hmm. and I think now like we've seen I guess throughout like the past I'm not gonna say decade because I think that's stretching it Mm -hmm. but maybe last five years we've seen like I've seen a lot more diversity, whether it be in TV shows, talk yeah. shows. Um, and, yeah, I think that's, like, really kind of helped my, like, self-love in that way. Because it's right. like, wow, like, I'm part of this, like, community. I had a class on um, international development issues in Africa, mm-hmm. more or less. But I think this can be applied anywhere, really, this lesson. So we, my group and I, we had to do a project on, like, fighting the single story of Africa. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time, just like we experience some... Um, kind of this like we're all associated kind of with mexico for some reason that's like the point at least from a western perspective africa is generally looked at as like a whole when it has like so many countries and so many different cultures it can't be like a single story like calling every girl that cuts her hair short that's latin dora like that doesn't fit yeah (laughs) yeah maybe there like there are stereotypes and they can be true but like they're not all true all the time so i think it's really important to fight in that way yeah these single stories so making that apparent to your children i think is really important saying that these stereotypes are not really representative of a whole population 
and different yeah. populations with different cultures and different yeah. practices. So yeah, that was something like a lesson that I got from that that was really important. And I think it can be applied like on a like a global scale. It's not necessarily like um, just for like Latin America or just for Africa. Like I think mm -hmm. in an Asian context as well, even in like a North American as we've seen, like mm -hmm. you just said like you're half French and half Mexican, mm -hmm. but like you're American, right? Yeah. And then, like, I'm Canadian, however, like, my background is completely Chilean. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting, like, how that, that can probably put things really into perspective for, like, mm -hmm. children growing up in that way. Yeah. Especially at that they don't really see, like, race, which I think is exactly. so important. It's important to show your kids at a young age good representation, because that way it'll just stick, and there's no awkward, like, grocery store moments or anything like that. <laughs> when don't say that. <laughs> no, it's really, yeah, it's really important to, like, educate your kids growing up, because, yeah, that's something, like, that's where you create the basis of their principles, morals, and values. Exactly. And that'll be carried on throughout their whole life. So. Exactly. And I think for us, it's really, I would, I hope that our generation, as it seems, mm -hmm. is like a lot more accepting and a lot more diverse in that way and accepting of diversity. Yeah. And I feel like, honestly, our generation is really pushing, I guess, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I feel like we're pushing kind of all of the norms you know for sure to change for sure yeah certain things so i'm kind of glad with how we're i mean it is definitely gradual but i'm glad we're kind of somewhat going in the right direction and that a majority of us do think like certain things are not correct i think we're doing more of our own research like now with the internet and everything we can mobilize in that way and mm -hmm. it's shown it's really made a big difference as like that's a resource that like they didn't have like 50 years ago you know right because they would all just so. watch the tv the same yeah. tv everyone now that i think about it like i don't know what i would really do without the internet in that way because it's mm -hmm. such like a good way to support like social justice and advocacy and i think it's nice to share your own views on the internet as well like even on instagram or through stories or um just like to make sure you're following the right celebrities too because they have such big platforms and this is yeah really true as well we were talking about that in uh, my last com class and yeah i think it's very important to just make sure you know you're following the people who you have the same beliefs and morals as they do because they're gonna share that everywhere but, that's the thing it's like you yeah. want to surround yourself with people who share the same values and principles as you or else mm -hmm. like you're just supporting something, right, that you, like, wouldn't, you don't align with in that right. way. Right. Um, and like you said, they have so much, like, pull right now on everything. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, I, I think people really do appreciate, though, when you do share your views on something. Mm -hmm. It's so pressing. Yeah. Or, like, on any, like, matter that's, I guess, going on in the world at that point. Like, I've had people reach out to me for, like, re just reposting something about, like, social advocacy that, like someone else had posted they like they just reach out and say thank you like that they really appreciate like seeing all this because you like you are really giving like you're forwarding the access to these things for people yeah so more people are aware then yeah that's great because when I, my friends share certain things if i don't understand it i'll just dm them and then they'll kind of um you know teach me something that i didn't know before and i think that can definitely just change the way we go about things just being open and 
you know, conversing with one another, and that's all we can really do. And that's another thing. It's like stereotypes come from something that are like, it's the unknown, really, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the fear of the unknown. In that way, I feel like they're derived from, um, in a way. So it, like, like they classify like a whole population into like one, like certain dynamic. And it's, right. um, that's the thing, the more we speak about things and the more like we ask questions and communicate about it, the more those like fears and unknowns yeah. go away a lot I'm not, I'm not sure in like your classes but um especially in my africa class like a big issue came up about like my professor tried to address like the issue of race like mm-hmm. it's a very kind of touchy yeah. subject question like regarding like this overall like theme and just no one would answer like we would all just sit there what do you what do you say like for me like within an african context like i don't for, I, for myself at least i don't feel comfortable having an opinion on some of these things just because like like, I don't feel like I'm able to, like, or I should. Or, I guess whereas, it like, can be harder if you... Oh, sorry. I no, guess no, it can ahead. be harder if you don't come from, you know, someone's um, background. You feel like you don't even have a say. I know sometimes I won't even speak on things if I can't relate or don't have the yeah, information. I, I right. I try not to. Yeah. I think it's important to hear people's stories, which is why I'm so glad that you came on. And we could talk about this. I was honestly really nervous because, um, you know, talking about this can be very difficult. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's good to have an individual perspective too. Because mm-hmm. it makes it, I think, more like digestible for someone in that right. way. To be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's not just me that's uh-huh. going through this. Or you know these things still do happen right yeah this is the impact it has yeah and just sticking up for one another you know wherever you are if you hear something you do not agree with around you stick up for someone else you know yeah and y'all don't have to be from the same background for you to do so you know if something's wrong it's wrong period so thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with daniela i had so much fun talking to her Um, Let me know what you're up to on the Vulnerable Podcast Instagram because I've honestly been watching an insane amount of The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. It is so freaking good. So yeah, let me know what you're up to. Give me some ideas. Hang in there. I'll see you guys every Sunday on Apple and Spotify. I said Spotify. (laughs) Spotify. Bye.